When you're plagued with negative thoughts, despair, fear, powerlessness, do you call the mental health line? Do you reach out to a friend? Do you sit silently and suffer? In this podcast, Emily shares how she was able to transform her invasive thoughts to an inner peace without reaching out by simple little tools that required effort and a direction that she was committed to healing from the inside out. Welcome to the Global Party Podcast. I'm Jacqueline Best, host and creator of Best Whole New World, where joy, health, peace, love, and wealth are just the natural vibes. I'll be interviewing real people with real stories from all over the world where they share their transformation, their healing from the inside out. Listen and subscribe and get the health vibe. Welcome, Emily. Hi. (laughs) Great to be here. We're going to be talking today on the Global Party Healing from the Inside Out, how Emily has um, discovered her own inner healer. In the sense, she started to trust her own inner guidance, her own body as her barometer. All my favorite lovely little terms. So this is a very exciting um, conversation. And if I can just take you back to when or what was it that first made you question what most people do is... As soon as they feel something or think something's wrong, they run off to the doctor and say, fix me. Well, um, I'd say probably it started when I, I tried weed for the first time. <laughs> it's, uh, at first it was great, <laughs> uh-huh. but this was, this was in 2019 ish. I should, I should preface that. Um, oh, so it was legal. Okay. I grew up being kind of a goody two-shoes. I've never really tried anything before. So this was kind of, as soon as it was legalized, I'm like, I'm going to try this and just see what <laughs> So anyways, <clears throat> a friend of mine, she uh, she had some edibles and they were just like these little gummies. And I I, I tried them and for the first little bit, I, I was good with it. it. Nothing was really wrong. But then the second batch <laughs> was when it all went really bad like uh-huh. I I had um I think it was like half of one and I just remember like I felt so much anxiety like panic attack type of anxiety and um just after that experience I found like the symptoms that I felt during the high were they persisted so I was like I was I always felt like I was on the brink of an anxiety attack and it was actually worse because I was also feeling derealization, which, you know, you, you don't feel like you're real. You're always kind of outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. So derealization, I kind of felt like I was teleporting. I had almost like a lost sense of time. So it, it was almost like I, I would be in my bedroom and then I would walk to the kitchen. But the time between me being in the bedroom and the kitchen was gone. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. So then I was also having like a lot of paranoia. It was just, it was really bad (laughs) for a while. Um, But um, I'm so thankful because uh, a few years before that, 
I actually kind of started my spirituality journey and learning about the law of attraction. And had it not been for all of that, Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have gotten through this because it really, it taught me a lot. (laughs) Well, it kind of sounds a little bit, just a tiny bit, um, like what I've heard people describe with ayahuasca, because I haven't done ayahuasca either. It had to have been fairly disturbing. Oh, yes, it was. It was awful. It was and, definitely and, like trauma. <laughs> yeah. So, so did the people around you know how much trauma were you in, or was it really all going on internally, and you didn't want to talk about it because you were afraid of how you'd be judged? It was mostly internal. My husband knew about it, so he tried to comfort me the best way he could, and he told me, you know, like if you need to go see somebody, you know, you should do that, but. I just, I knew I didn't want to go see it. I felt like it was something I had to work through myself if I wanted to actually get through it, you know. So how did the law of attraction help you deal with things? Um, Well, what I learned about the law of attraction is just the more you focus on, the more you manifest into your life. Mm -hmm. So I kind of knew, like, if I'm always thinking about these bad feelings, I'm going to manifest more of them and I I kind of notice you know when I whenever I focused on them it would get worse <laughs> it never got better so I kind of part of my healing journey was just not focusing on it like not dwelling on it um, finding distractions getting your mind off it as much as possible and that really really helped <laughs> a lot <laughs> Yeah, that it's so simple in one sense when you say change your thought, but yet it can be quite difficult when you're in amongst this feeling, right? It's oh, yeah. almost like this ugly coat of fear. I remember hearing someone describe it, you know, that just comes over you and mm-hmm. you want to get out of this energy to refocus. Mm-hmm. And for those that have never heard of the law of attraction, I highly doubt that you've never heard of it if you're listening to um, my stuff. The idea is what you think about, you bring about. And there's a lot of scientists that have studied those that same idea. There's a great book called The Biology of Belief by um, Bruce Lipton. And so Dr. Moto's work with the water crystals shows w- that water crystals become beautiful when you think good things, like like amazing creations. And when you think hate, they become like murky, muddy, polluted water. So at this particular time, you know, in the world, when people are talking about the word pandemic mm-hmm. and fear, do you find like I do, like it's, it's focused on the complete opposite direction of where we'd want to go? Everything, like everything revolving around this pandemic is just so fear-based. Like, you know, throughout the whole thing, for something that, you know, you'd think you'd want to be reinforcing your body, taking care of it as much as possible. I haven't, I've hardly heard anything about, you know, getting out and exercising, but, you know, instead they're closing down our gyms and then, you know, getting our vitamins, eating healthy, you know, not, none of that is being promoted. I just think that's so strange for, for something that, you know, we're trying to overcome health wise. It, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And and so we understand those that are focused on what they're listening to are going to have a completely different experience than when we change the focus and say, let's talk about health. So when you started to change your focus, how did you start to go from feeling like, oh, I just teleported again? 
I know. Well, I, I, a lot of it was distracting myself, but it's also like separating yourself from the things that, you know, cause you stress. So um, for me, a lot of that was, you know, getting away from social media, um, doing the things that spark joy in my life. So distracting myself with that anytime one of those invasive thoughts would come into my head it's it's a conscious effort to push it out and it's not an overnight process because especially when you're in that state it's almost constant that you're always focusing on how bad you feel but it's just taking your mind off how bad you feel and focusing um, your conscious awareness elsewhere was the main thing that helped me get through that and also gratitude practices <laughs> gratitude practices help so much and it really puts your mind in a better place I find so gratitude journaling was also something that I did daily and I, I uh, felt you know my over overall happiness levels increase which is awesome so that also helped a lot I go, what world are you living in when you've never heard of gratitude journaling? But if you've never heard of gratitude journaling, you want to just elaborate, what what does that look like? It's just writing down everything that you're thankful for. You know, it's um, also noticing the little things. So like every time, uh, say, someone held the door open for me when I was going into a business or something, you know, little things like that that I feel really appreciative or even finding like a close parking space somewhere. Um, it's just noticing all the little things and then they all accumulate and it really, then you notice how abundant you are. You yeah. Know? <laughs> right. Look at your fingers, you know, look at your, look in the mirror, look at your whole body like this. We were each given this beautiful gift and each one of us is different and unique because we're supposed to be different and unique, (laughs) right? That's what we're supposed to be doing things differently and experiencing different ways and, and having another experience. So when you realize, wow, I, like, I don't know how my hands move or my mouth talks or how this technology works, but I'm really grateful that, that we have it. Right. Yes. It's just natural for anybody who's never tried. When you start to put your focus into, okay, wow, the sun is shining. You know what? I'm alive. Like, I'm alive. Like, I remember hearing years and years ago, our Canadian national basketball coach, some of his players said, oh, sorry, coach. You know, it was a bad day. I just had a bad day. And he went and he grabbed the calendar. And he passed, he pulled it up. He goes, I want you guys all write down when you're going to have a bad day. So I just won't play you those days. The bad day is the day you wake up and your name's on the obituary page, right? That's the bad day. That's that's the end of the story. Until then, we have life to live. It's like you can almost hear, as you said, um, what was your word? Invading thought? Yes. Yeah. Invading. Very invasive a bully or someone stalking you on your cell phone (laughs) or something is sending you messages all the time, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it kind of feels like when you're in that space, right? You keep getting and you're like, no, no, you want to get out of it. But then the next one comes in. Isn't that? Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's always a conscious effort. You got to really kind of force yourself to think of something else, you know, when those things, when those thoughts come about. So did you do like a pattern interrupt? Did you jump up? Did you have a plan? Did you say, okay, as soon as this comes, I have to go back to being grateful. What was it that 
slow process, you know, and that you were forgiving with yourself on the journey? Like it was definitely very forgiving. And it's just, you got to be careful not to be hard on yourself during the healing process, because you're going to, it's really a struggle. So you got to be gentle with yourself, but it's, it's just making sure you you're consciously focusing your uh, awareness elsewhere I sometimes say to people, just you know, putting your hands together, interlocking your fingers. And most people have one way they do it, either the right hand over the left hand. And if they can just switch their fingers again and notice, you know, like get, get it doing something that is, that becomes a new habit to say, oh my gosh, I'm stuck, right? Like I'm in this moment, I have to, um, now what do I do? You know, it's almost like going back and forth until you go, okay, yeah, now I'm supposed to uh, focus on something else. Go gratitude, you know, like move, you know, like it's like you're searching to find how do I get out of the storm? Exactly. So, I mean, just looking for things that spark joy in your life. And um, I just found the more that I focus my awareness elsewhere, the less those thoughts would come into my head. So um, for a while, it was like first thing in the morning, it was like the very thing I would think of is just all those negative thoughts would come to me. But, you know, over time, the more you uh, focus on other things, they they become less invasive and eventually you don't even think of them anymore. So that really helped. And what made you avoid going to, I don't know, see a mental health practitioner or a doctor about this? I think a little bit really was also the fear of going. (laughs) You know, you don't want to go there and, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen if they're going to put you on medication or if it's so bad that maybe they're going to put you in some kind of facility, you know. I didn't really know what what was going to happen. So, you know, it was more something I just wanted to deal with on my own. And I felt I could. Now, that's that's not going to be something for everybody. Not everybody can work through it. You know, it's sometimes it's really a struggle and and people just don't know how. But for me, it was just something I felt that I could do. And, uh, you know, I I trusted the process and I I trusted what I had learned before. and, And I was able to find peace through a lot of a lot of those practices. And did, besides your husband, did you have any supportive friends like that you could talk to or connect with? Or, or were you pretty much doing this on your own? Pretty much on my own. Yeah. See, so <laughs> for all those people who think, oh, you're all alone, what do you do? I mean, Emily is telling you she did it. Now we're not saying it works for everybody, right? Because the yeah. reason we're all different is because we're all different. So what we want to share here is that you can trust yourself, Mm -hmm. right? That Emily felt guided to do this on her own. Exactly. So that's what she decided to do. Mm -hmm. You might feel guided to go see someone. Right. Go ahead. Exactly. Like it won't be something that works for everybody, but it was just something that worked for me. So how, how long did it start to take for you in the sense of reframing it until you started to feel, did you feel more joyous and more free after you went through this? Definitely. (laughs) So much more peace in my life. (laughs) It was pretty bad for a while, (laughs) but I'd say the process overall, it did take quite a bit of time. Like, um, because essentially you're reprogramming your subconscious mind by doing this, right? So for me, it took 
several months to, you know, fully heal. I'd say three to five months to be back on my feet, you know, and feel really good with myself. It took time. Three to five months, though, is like a school term. There are some people that go and have been going to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a psychotherapist every week for years and years. And talk therapy sometimes doesn't exactly get them where they need to go because it's, it's the daily practice. I particularly think it's, it's like we can know things, but we only really know them when we're doing them. Yes. And another big thing I found that really helped me, and this isn't so much just with, um, you know, doing the weed that one time, but I found, um, I found forgiveness is a really important practice that I feel is really neglected a lot, you know, um, cause I remember I, I held some resentment towards a friend of mine in high school for many, many years, I'd say almost a decade, <laughs> and, you know, that kind of thing, it really weighs you down. Um, and I just remember we had a conversation a few years ago and, uh, we kind of just discussed everything that went on and just the whole practice of forgiving each other. I, I let go of so much. And I think, you know, over time, uh, when you let these things add up, it, it really, it affects you mentally, it affects your physical health, it, it affects so much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, forgiveness is just a really great practice as well. I think that could help anyone on their mental healing journey. That's a great point, because forgiveness isn't, you know, I've heard it said many times, it's not necessarily about forgiving the other person in the sense that they hurt you. It's forgiving that the incident happened. You can't change yeah. whatever happened, but to mm-hmm. keep carrying it, it, it's you that is getting rid of the, the feelings and the ideas and the make wrong or the blaming or, you know, like we're really, exactly. it's almost like you're forgiving yourself <laughs> for, for being in the situation back then. And it, it's truly, it's, I think that's one of the ones that, most of the world, uh, if we just started to forgive each other and say, you know what, I've made a mistake too. I've made, I've made more, I've made a lot of mistakes. Well, guess what? You know what I mean? Like we all make mistakes but we can, when we can laugh at ourselves. That in sense is sparking that joy that you were talking about. Yes, absolutely. You gotta, you gotta be able to laugh at yourself. <laughs> now, have any of your family or friends, did they notice the differences between when you were going through some of the healing to when to now? Did they, did they make a reference or say what, what happened or what did you do or what's changed? Um, well, I don't really have any of my immediate family around, so mm-hmm. they, they wouldn't have really noticed anything. I think the one who really would have noticed more than anyone is my husband, because, you know, he knew what I was going through. I mean, there would be nights that I would just cry because I hated how much I felt. You know, mm-hmm. it was just a lot to deal with at the time. Um, and I mean, even like with work and stuff, I'm really good at wearing a mask. So, you know, I don't think any of them really notice much. But, you know, what, what you present on the outside and what you're going through on the inside can be two totally different things. Mm-hmm. so yeah so that was no one really noticed but my husband definitely noticed and and in this particular case for those of you that 
mask means an entirely different thing. She was not talking about the mask that she puts on here. She was talking about the mask that people have been wearing their whole lives for long before this pandemic. You put on a certain game face when you're in different situations and then you melt down when you get back home. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That was the mask you're talking about, correct? Yes, that's correct. And and I kind of wonder if that's why everybody's wearing masks now. It's like the physical manifestation that we have really been such a, in a way, an inauthentic society. Right. We've put on the smiley face in the sense to say all is good. I mean, I used to all is good, and inside I'd be like. To really, as you say, forgive, to embrace, to be authentic, to be integral, to admit, like we're talking about in mental health, that everybody gets plagued with these um, invasive thoughts or, you know, this energy that seems to come at you and we each manage it differently. And so it's, it's almost like we're becoming transparent and, but yet at the moment, everybody's wearing masks to remind us that all this stuff has to come down. All our ideas and inhibitions and our, our, our ideas of how everybody's supposed to be and just allow them to be true to themselves, which it would be, it'll be a whole new world, won't it? Yes. That would be amazing. (laughs) Well, you know, I just see everything completely differently. (laughs) That's why my thing is called best holy world, because when everybody follows their own truth, you're going to have their best holy world. Yeah. We could just giggle here the whole time. No, it just. If somebody was to come to you, for instance, and say, if you had to give me one tip of where I should just begin, or maybe three, what would you say? I'd say really listen to your body, you know, because I mean, nobody can tell you better what you're feeling than yourself. So, you know, listen to your emotions, be really in tune with your emotions. Don't try and, and block them out. Um, cause really your emotions are, are a great indicator to what you need to do. And then, um, even things that set you off, if you listen to your emotions, you'll know exactly what it is. So, I mean, just listening to your emotions, um, separating yourself from the things that bring you stress in your life, because that's going to make it so much worse. It's just being around things that are constantly negative because it's just feeding that negative voice that you're trying to block out. So staying away from that and just focus on the things that spark joy for you, you know, um, but make a constant effort to, um, to just do things that fill your mind with, with peace and, and positive things. If you're listening to what Emily's saying is know your own body. If you're getting stressed, then turn off the television, exactly. turn off the social media, yeah. right? Because you can't, you can't control everything that's going on in the world, but you can control what you're consuming and, you know, constant consumption of this negativity all the time. It's not doing anybody any good. (laughs) I turned off the news in the nineties, I guess. However, I turned on the news this past year, right? Because I just, I thought it was like ridiculous what they're saying. Like, I just couldn't believe it. I, I thought it was like, I'm, I'm living in the movie. That's how I felt. Because it had been so long since I went. And some of my other friends were like, you're watching the news? I goes, I've stopped watching it. It does the same thing every day. And I'm like, 
I know. I can't believe that people listen to this stuff, right? Like, I, you know, but then, but then, I, you know, so the funny part and the ha 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 and like I was just, you know, observing, but little by little, that vibe was sneaking in and I yeah. could start to feel, uh-oh, I'm starting to be a little jaded in my perceptions here. And, yeah. and the it's subtle little shifts, like in your body, it's like having a little ache, you know, like it's mm-hmm. there. It's, that's how it is. You start to realize, Oh, I'm feeling, you know, <laughs> I need to shake it <laughs> off. Um, and, and then it's like, let's just unplug that TV. And, and now I look at the TV and I kind of feel like it's like, um, <laughs> like Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> <Sitting> on, <right? laughs> I, ha- I didn't watch any of those horror movies because I never liked them, but you know, that's the way it kind of feels. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> <sighs> so your experience as you're listening to this is your experience. So we're just saying, encouraging you to pe- spend more attention on yourself Mm-hmm. And that's not selfish to spend attention on you and what's going on in your body, is it, Emily? Mm-hmm. Not at all. No, nope. it's very necessary sometimes. <laughs> so what would be some self-care things that you would do too? Did you like dive in the bath or, you know, go for a walk or? Taking baths was a big one for me. I love taking baths. It's so relaxing. Um, reading more books I found also really helped. So reading, um, things that stimulate your mind. Um, I also really like video games. So video games was another one for me. (laughs) Um, taking the dog for walks, you know, spending more time with the dog and just doing more family activities as well. Yeah. Yeah, And, and, and if you're an, if you're a knitter or crocheter or a painter, you know, a woodworker, whatever it is, right? Like whatever your passion is, maybe you've even forgotten what you're passionate about. So you're having your meditative retreat in your, um, your little sanctuary at home. Yes. (laughs) There's a new frame. (laughs) Find out what brings you joy. See, we've gone from lockdown and stuck into meditation retreat and your choice of your sanctuary and what brings you joy. Can, which one feels better? What brings you joy? (laughs) Right. And so if, if we all look at it as how is life working for us, what is bringing us more joy? Because joy on the David Hawkins scale will show that the, that that vibe and that energy is far more potent than shame is at the bottom. Fear is like way down there too. But those ones do nothing to help your body heal. But joy, love, peace, harmony <sighs> help your immune system immensely. You never went to the doctor about this? No. I did mention it to my naturopath after the fact, once I was already healed, but I I never really went to talk to anybody about it. And did your naturopath have anything to add? No, not really. Um, Because at that point I was already doing really well, but she did ask me like, what were the things that helped me get through it? And I just kind of told her the same thing I told you is just focus on um, the things that make you happy and um, separate yourself from the things that aren't really. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and you know what? If, if, if everybody got that, right, like, mm-hmm. why would you go see the naturopath? I'm sorry, or the doctor or the mental health practitioner, because it's really that simple in one yeah. sense, right? Focus on what you like and brings you more joy and stay away from the things that stress you out. Exactly. And another thing I should say, because I also feel like this is really important is, um, you know, if, if you feel like you got to cry and, and deal with some of your negative emotions, don't try and um, use forced positivity, you know, just for the sake of, you know, you got to get those feelings out. You got to face your darkness at the same time. You can't be afraid of it. So, I mean, even just because you're, you're trying to reprogram your subconscious mind doesn't mean you got to think positive all the time. You got to be able to deal with what you're going through and you got to be able to cry and you got to be able to let those feelings out. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just, that's part of the process of it as well. What I've done in the past is I've gotten in the car and I've put the windows, you know, the windows are up, making sure that's clear. The windows are up. <laughs> and then it's just like I go, ah! And I just, I just let out this. And it's like this, this, it just, what that's what it feels like. It feels like sometimes this intenseness has just built up inside and it's like popping a champagne bottle, you know? It's like poof. And that scream for like five seconds, it's like, ah. Oh. I'm all better. And and, and so that was a very good point that you brought up. So we're, we're definitely saying, feel your emotions. Your emotions are there for a reason. So let them out. We're saying, if you get caught in a loop that you're always going back into a, woe is me, woe is me. I can't do this. I'm, you know, in that sense, that's Mm -hmm. what we're saying. Help you find a pattern interrupt, help you focus on something that's joyful and less stressful because we have, emotions for a reason exactly yeah so just don't dwell on the negative you know deal with it but don't dwell on it yeah you know some people say right now that oh the world seems to have gotten so dark and I said no consider that the darkness was always there it's just Mm kind of like you moved your sofa and you discovered all the dust bunnies under the sofa right the dust bunnies were there before you moved the sofa you just now are aware of the things that are going on and now that you're aware of it it's like when you know you have a mental breakdown and you're feeling really sad about something or you're angry about something it's like you're bringing light to it you're seeing it and now you can deal with it. You can realize, oh, you really haven't forgiven yourself for that, right? Or you've been making yourself wrong about that. And, or you really feel you, you know, you should have done something different way back when and you're holding on to that, right? It's like you can see it and transform it. Exactly. Is that what happened? Yeah. You wouldn't have want to go through what happened after you smoked weed. But because of that experience, yeah. what would you say is the benefit? I think it made me stronger and, you know, it, it made me um, listen to my body a lot more. And, you know, every time something like that would start to seep back in, you know, you know how to deal with it now. So you don't have to deal with it again. You know, you bite it in the butt. <laughs> stronger, knows your own body better. Like that, those are fabulous, right? So if that's the idea of when we have a so-called breakdown or an issue, it's to help us become stronger and more trusting within ourselves, then this whole situation right now is causing people to address their fears, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. How would you like to help them out of their 
delusions. (laughs) I'd say even just being more kind, you know, not, not just to yourself. I think that's also an important aspect, but also um, reflecting that kindness on others. You know, you never know what somebody else is going through. I mean, everybody is wearing a mask, (laughs) you know, everyone has their own issues to deal with. So you, you don't know what people are going through or, or what they're dealing with. So just, just being more kind and compassionate and um, recognizing that I think would really help a lot of people, especially right now. Yeah. Kind, compassion. What would you wish for, for the rest of 2021? Oh gosh. (laughs) I think, I think more unity would be nice, you know, um, people being more opening to listening to each to each other. I think that would be one of my wishes is just people listening to each other. Um, what's another one <laughs> listening to each other, more compassionate and maybe just refocusing on who the real enemy is because it's not each other. It's never been each other. Exactly. Who is the real thing that we're afraid of? Mm-hmm, right. Exactly. The real Absolutely. enemy at hand. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been awesome. No I look problem. forward to the next time you come back. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> thank you so much, Jacqueline. Healing from the inside out is what the entire planet is doing right now. Every single person is coming face to face with their fears. False expectations appearing real, even though it seems so real. It's when you start to do your own inner work, your outer world shifts. It's like bending reality. If you want to experience more calm, centeredness, and trust your inner guidance to actually lead you to your heart's desires, and be co-creative in this brand new world that you wish to see, then hop on over to my website at bestwholenewworld.com and sign up for the next five-day experience. Have an awesome day. You deserve it. You're essential.